Welcome to Burnt Out to Biz Boss, the podcast that teaches you how to go from burnt out employee to fired up entrepreneur in less time and with less stress and hustle. And now here's your host, business mentor, burnout expert, and professional life coach, Stacy Mitchell. Hello, my favorite biz bosses. I am super excited to dive into today's episode, which came by request from you all and is a question I get a lot. How to launch a group program while working full-time. By the way, if you're listening and not working full-time, don't tune out because this still applies to you too. And I would also say that if you are a service provider, this can still apply to you, not necessarily from a coaching perspective, maybe, but also from a teaching or a course perspective if you wanted to have a group component or a live component. For those of you who are new here, I launched my very first group coaching program for burnout in 2020 called Spark and Soul. The first Spark and Soul program began in early August, and the second program began in November later that year. And this was in 2020. On my first launch, I had seven people join at $444, so I made just over $3,000. On my second launch, I had seven people and doubled the price to $888 and made just over $6,000. On the first launch, I'd been consistent in my business working about 10 to 15 hours every week since January. So it was about seven months of consistency before I launched, which honestly just goes to show you how much consistency can help you grow. And because I know everyone out there wants to know, well, what does that mean? How are you consistent? I'm going to tell you my non-negotiables during that time. And what I mean by non-negotiables are the things that I would do every single week. So every week I send out one newsletter, email newsletter. I posted questions in my Facebook group about three times a week, which I started in March. I posted three times a week to Instagram and I would hop into other Facebook groups and answer questions and provide value during the week when I had little pockets of time. So that was not as consistent, but I would say I was in groups probably twice a week, um, just answering some questions. And of course, during all of this, I was also serving my one-on-one clients really well. And at the time I decided to launch the first group, I had a small micro offer, which included pre-work, an hour-long coaching session, post-work, like homework, and then a follow-up 30-minute call. This was specifically for burnout and was priced at 111 This is very early in my business. I had several clients start with me in that micro offer and continue on into one-on-one coaching, but I also realized I had the opportunity to create something for the folks who couldn't afford one-on-one, but still wanted and needed that extra support. And that's really where the group was born. I want to say I did not follow a launch plan. I didn't have a program for it. (laughs) I didn't uh, follow a formula for either launch, and I've been told that it's fairly miraculous (laughs) that I had seven people sign up both times. But I'd also be lying if I told you there weren't any hiccups or lessons that I learned along the way, which I'm going to cover with you all today so you don't make those same mistakes. So let's hop on in for my tips for launching a group program 
as easily as possible. So my first tip slash lesson is to keep it short and be realistic about your capacity. So in that first Spark and Soul group program, (laughs) Ah, some of you have seen this on my Instagram stories, but I had 16 calls scheduled over eight weeks. So we were meeting Sundays and Tuesdays and it was glorious. And this was one hour calls. It was glorious, transformational. I mean, the experience was amazing. And I love that cohort so much, but 16 calls (laughs) for the $444 was honestly probably a mistake. The amount of calls combined with the amount of content I was creating was a lot on top of my full-time job. And that didn't even include like the one-on-one clients I was still serving in the middle of that. For this program, I had decided to use pre-recorded video trainings and worksheets, which they got each week of the program. And the coaching calls were used just for coaching, not for teaching. There were moments where I felt like I was never going to get ahead of the training content and the worksheets I needed to create. I had it all in my brain from working with my one-to-one clients, so I thought, eh, it's not going to be that hard. But there's a lot that goes into creating materials to make sure that they're user-friendly, that you've covered everything, and that everyone can easily apply the concepts you're teaching. I started the first group with two lessons ready to go, recorded, all the worksheets ready. But looking back, I'd have done three things differently. I'd have lowered the number of calls, shortened the program to four or six weeks, probably four to be honest, and I'd have had the content ready to go before the program launch, which I'll get into more in a minute. My second big tip, launch a beta program first. I really recommend that you don't spend a ton of time building a super long, super intense sales page and that you don't charge what you think you'll ultimately charge in the long term for that first program. At this point on your first launch, you don't have social proof. And though you may have one-to-one proof, I still think it's different. And this is my opinion. I'm sure other people feel differently, but this is my own opinion. I also would encourage you to think about your minimum viable product. What do your clients have to have to get the result you're promising? And how can you very quickly get that out to them to test it, tweak it, and relaunch it later at a higher price point? This also touches upon keeping the program short. This allows you to learn quickly, to adjust, and to relaunch at a higher price point. But if your first program lasts four months or even two months, it's a long time to wait and a heck of a lot to learn and refine on the back end. So start small, start simple, and refine it over time. This gives you the opportunity to really uncover what your clients need most, which is really helpful when you launch the program again. And just know, you don't have to invest in a fancy course website like Kajabi or Thinkific or Teachable. You can just as easily use a Slack channel for free, or you can use a Facebook group. I've seen it both ways. Keep your overhead low so you can keep more of the profits to pay yourself or to reinvest in your business. Third tip, please (laughs) work way ahead. Don't build it as you go. If there's one thing I wish I'd done, I wish I would have created my content before I launched. 
This is another reason to keep your first program short because it is super hard to create week after week after week of content and training on top of your job, have coaching calls, and still have time to keep marketing in your business, which I have it in the plans. I need to create an entire podcast on this. I really attribute attribute this to my success. You can never, ever, ever, ever stop marketing as that's the thing that creates consistent income. You need new clients. You need to be driving new people to you all the time, which is why it's important for you to love your marketing strategy. But that is a topic for another podcast. There is a lot of advice not to build out your training content before you sell, which I totally get. You don't want to waste time if the program flops. But here's my advice. I recommend that you sell the program with a start date a few weeks later, even a month later, and build the content within those weeks and then start the program. That makes sure that you're not constantly freaking out about creating your trainings and you know you're not wasting time either. I also want to say it does not look good for you (laughs) if you are not getting things to your people when you say you will. This is huge. This is why I think it was really stressful for me because I was like, I am getting them these trainings and these worksheets when I say I'm going to. I have promised them a certain level of experience and they are going to get it. And I recommend that you feel that way. If you decide to do a group, you need to be on top of it because you want it to be a super solid program. And in case you're curious, it takes a lot of time and mental energy to create a solid program. And I truly think that's why there are so many bad ones out there, which I hate to say, but I'm just going to be honest. It is easy to phone it in, but remember that your first group's experience sets the stage for your next launch. You want your program to be transformative because it will make it so much easier to sell it in that next launch. All right, number four, just because your program is quote cheap, doesn't mean your audience will automatically invest in it. If you went back to any of my launches, my launches, if you went back to any of my launches for my group programs, you'd see that I talked about the program a lot when I was enrolling. This goes for Spark and Soul. It also goes for my new mastermind, the Simple Success Collective. And honestly, for my very first launch, I took an approach that I've since been told by other coaches does not work. (laughs) I just like to follow my own rules. I opened enrollment and sold the program for six weeks. I've since heard that selling for that long can fatigue your audience, but it worked for me. And I really think it was because I wasn't constantly hard selling the program. I was showing up, I was giving value, I was talking about the program, but I wasn't just selling the program every single day. And I bring this up for two reasons. No matter what your program is priced at, you still need to actively sell it and you need to talk about the transformation your program will give your audience. You need to clearly tell your audience what their results will be after finishing the program. Make it tangible for them. What problem does your program solve? Because even if it's priced low, 
If they don't understand why it's important to them and how it can change their lives, they won't invest in it. And this is my own opinion, but I don't recommend giving your beta program away for free. I can't take credit for this saying, but I think it's true. People who pay, pay attention. There's nothing more frustrating than putting tons of time and energy into something and having your participants not do the work or show up. They need to pay something to make sure they're invested in it. Also know that you need to talk about your program so much more than you think is okay or reasonable. I swear to you, it will feel like it's all you ever talk about. But people need to see your offer at least seven times before they buy. That's what the research says, right? And remember that every time you talk about your program, it's an opportunity to say just the right thing that your ideal client needs to hear in order to invest with you. And I'm going to give you a really great, solid, recent example of needing to talk about it way more than you think. I just finished my Simple Success Collective launch and enrollment. I talked about that program every single day for three weeks straight. I talked about it in my social media posts, in my masterclass, on my podcast, on my Instagram stories, in my Facebook group, in my email newsletters, everywhere. And still, I got messages the day after I was supposed to stop accepting applications, asking me questions about what it was from people who had no idea. Not everyone is watching your every move or reading your every email, so it is so important to keep going. I kept selling even after the launch was technically over because I was still getting interest, and it was Saturday, and I was just honestly not in the mood to switch my application form over to a wait list on the weekend, (laughs) and it's good I did because I got four more applications in four days. After two weeks of no one applying. I want you to think about that. I could have given up. You have to keep going. It's not over until it's over. All right. Fifth tip. You need an audience, but it doesn't need to be a huge audience. All of the marketing experts and big big business coaches will tell you that you need an email list of a thousand subscribers to sell a course or a group. Nope. (laughs) I had just under 200 email subscribers when I launched Spark and Soul the first time and probably about 150 Facebook group members. It's hard for me to know for sure, but I think that's what it was. I had 1,100 Instagram followers at that time. I didn't have enormous numbers, but it also wasn't totally brand new either. And by the way, I want you to know, I still have less than 500 email subscribers and just under 600, 1,600 Instagram followers, and I just had a $9,000 launch. So you don't need to have a huge audience, but you do need to have one. You need to have something (laughs) because when you're selling one-on-one coaching, you just need one client to say yes. You just need one person to serve. But when you're running a group, you need a minimum number to make it viable or worth running which when you're calculating your pricing, it's important to keep that in mind too. How many people do I need to have in this group to make it worth the amount of time and effort? 
but you also need to keep in mind that sometimes it's worth doing it for a bit less to get the experience and the testimonials. It's a balance. But when you're considering offering a group, I recommend polling your audience on what they want. My Spark and Soul group was named by my Facebook group members. They had a full buy into that program before I ever launched it. Ask your followers what they really want and what problems they'd love to solve. It's really easy to come up with a concept, but I think testing it and asking questions is important too. And finally, I want to end this episode with this. It's all just an experiment. Sometimes we get it right on the first try. Sometimes we don't. It does not mean that you're a bad entrepreneur if you get it wrong. It's just more information and more data to create your next offer. The most important thing is to just keep going. Even when things don't work out perfectly or when it looks like it's not going to work out perfectly. Because that is the secret I just want you to know, this is embarrassing, but I have launched offers and then like ran away and hid because no one commented. Like, because I'd done it one Instagram story or post and nobody said anything. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I would delete it. I was that person. We have all been there. But the important thing is to get back up and try again and to grow more resilient towards failure because the less you're afraid of failing, the more successful you will be. And I wish someone had told me how incredibly important that would be to being successful in my business. Falling on your face is just a natural part of the process for creating the life of your dreams. It really, really is. I very much hope you enjoyed this podcast today. And if you did, it would mean so much to me if you jump over to iTunes, hit that five-star rating, and leave me a review. Or feel free to screenshot the podcast and tag me on Instagram at Stacy Mitchell because I really, really love hearing from my listeners. Have a lovely day ahead. If you love this podcast and want more, you have to check out Stacy's Burnt Out to Biz Boss Facebook community, where she shares more tips, training, and free coaching opportunities. Learn more over at stacymitchell.com forward slash group. And don't forget to review, subscribe, and share with a friend. We'll catch you in the next episode.